The forecast is showers at times with occasional thunderstorms with a high of 89 degrees. Welcome to the Cones and Doe Show. Must be spring here. Doe's got a bit of spring in his step. I'm okay. Doe. Got my new fucking kicks on. I just had a cigarette outside and I'm pretty sure I might have swallowed a filter or it could have been like a small tampon. <laughs> that shit's gross. I know, I don't know why I keep them in my tobacco pouch. Oh, fuck. Anyway, you can get a cheap hit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just live for the moment. Fresh, I like that beat. Nice work, man. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Just, Fuck yeah. just mixing up a little. Um, well, while we started on there, and you said huffing and you know getting stuff any way you can, uh, we've been talking about ice a bit recently, and apparently cops have been raiding uh, service stations in Western Sydney and St Mary's because Speedway Petrol is selling ice pipes just under the counter. You just rock up and buy the ice pipes at the at the servo <laughs> in Western Sydney. Yeah, in St Mary's and shit like that. Speedway. Jesus fucking Christ. Talk about Speedway. Uh. But that's not even nothing. Excuse me. Excuse you, yeah. <laughs> in Germany, they just had a meeting of uh, a bunch of homeopaths, uh, you know, discussing homeopathic medicine or whatever. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, regardless of what we think of that, the authorities were called and apparently 30 people was taken to hospital seriously from amphetamine poisoning. They don't know how they got it or whatever. From a homeopathic At, at a place. conference, at a homeopathic conference, and 30 of them were just taken ill to hospital from amphetamine poisoning. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like possible spiking, but otherwise they're having a party that went a bit too far. <laughs> yeah. That's just not homeopathic. They're not staying true to themselves. Though. Yeah, isn't it like 10%? Don't you water it down massively? And Maybe they tried to water it down. Or is that just one, one aspect of that homeopathic stuff? Is it a broader term and there's different... I believe that's the gist of it, right? Is that you dilute it to sort of minuscule Oh, so it isn't. Okay. But I don't know if they were doing that with, like, ice. Maybe they're doing it with ice and they're like, <laughs> we'll just use, like, 1% of the ice but use the rest of, like, rat poison or whatever. Just to get me to midday. Yeah, you know it's what... like a cup of coffee. You know what these academics are like? They'll justify any fucking junket to some far-off land and shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking drug-addicted fool. Well, uh, on, on that note as well, I, I was thinking over our last little break about my insane drug policies that I like to like to bring up on the show and everything sure. and I had a little bit of a development to my my retarded ideas uh, insane drug policy that's that group with the face paint right and the juggalos they drink that they drink that <laughs> or whatever. insane drug policy oh uh, the clown policy oh, okay. oh fuck got confused alright but, but no that is fucking cool hit me um basically on previous shows I guess I was trying to say legalise everything tell people what consciousness is and then um, consciousness is and then have the severity of the drug be matched by the setting you're taking it in and the amount of recovery you have to do that was the perfect mm-hmm. one and then I guess the second development on the the last show was that if you were caring less about having that much money invested into that kind of plan you would just legalise all the drugs and then prosecute crimes with no 
like no thought about whether there was a mental disability okay as the the driving factor for so the crime no excuses so like, no mitigating circumstances no drug excuses and okay, stuff okay if yeah. you do it yeah but you can be treated for your mental disabilities and stuff if you're a user and you're non-violent and you're not doing anything that consists of crime you can still be treated and get your funding from government that way i'm not trying to write that whole mental disability kind of sector mm. off but in terms of like if you kill someone you're still going to get prosecuted like you killed someone sure. i don't think it should get you off in that sense it's pretty fucked up when that happens but um basically it led me to this basically eureka moment with the whole thing as well where i was like oh base doctors should be using cbd oil right the cannabis oil Mm -hmm. so basically for beginners there's a couple of different compounds within cannabis and or marijuana or whatever you want to call it uh like thc is the psychoactive stimulant like the compound that heightens your brain activity yeah. and makes you high and shit that gets you high yeah and the offset the other part is the cbds inside it as well which mm-hmm. if you get high cbd strains and refine the oil from it and give it to the little kids that have sort of epileptic epileptic seizures yeah um it seems to calm their seizure activity down and that so it seems like the cbd is the flip side it's the one that calms down the oh, hyper brain okay. activity so oh, in that light i started thinking about past experiences that I may have had growing up and everything Mm. where we've dabbled in some of these kind of super stimulant type substances right and then I I've had both experiences where I've had weed to deal with it afterwards and I've had experiences where I've been on those kind of things like ecstasy or to more of an extent I guess I'm talking about speed or if you were doing ice or something like that yeah um, Back in your days on and, the straight. Yeah, and then having a come down and not having weed to deal with it. Yeah. And I found that whenever I had a lot of we- enough weed to sort of smoke the next day or whatever, you'd get through the problem, you'd go to sleep, and it'd be sort of all, all done, and you wake up the yep. next day, and it's sort of on the right path to getting back to normal. Totally. When you're young, at least. And yeah. now it seems like there's sort of a scientific basis to that, like there possibly could be this CBD compound, like, or, you know the weed is sort of chilling your brain out to a certain extent so i thought in that light it'd be cool to have the doctors then treat these psychopathic non-stop masturbating ice heads that are trying to like stab nurses for helping them and all this retarded shit and then just strap them down and either however you can do it i don't know that you can shoot up cannabis oil but force feed them like a bunch of billies and blow it in their face yeah fuck yeah (laughs) But, like, force-feed them a bunch of CBD oil. Yeah. So then it just makes their brain chill the fuck out and they stop being a complete fucking asshole because I found from first-hand experience that if you do have that um that thing to offset that hype brain activity telling you to either do more of that shit or just do something insane. Yeah, um, fuck rabbits and that sort of yeah. stuff, yeah. It just, ki- <laughs> it just, just fling, keep... Fling your poo at the nurse is like a monkey. Like, Those for a straight pulses, person, right? yeah, weed might make you a bit fucked up, but, like, for a person that's totally fucked, weed might keep you in line. <laughs> <laughs> but how would it mesh with, like, say, some antipsychotics that they might be prescribed? Or are you looking at it more as a holistic replacement for all those pharmacies? Yeah, a replacement. I wouldn't subscribe any of that sort of stuff. It seems like most of the people that do mass shootings are, uh, subscri- are subscripted to... Yeah, walk off. To, ...to weird antidepressants or what are they, the MAO inhibitors and shit like that? Yeah, all those... I'll take... They're going to block a child murder fucking... <laughs> 
We'll give you the, the side effects. Might be you might shoot off your score and but play yeah. Warcraft all day. But all right, I like that. Give yeah, my policy is fucking really developing, man. I don't know. Your like, policy is good, and I like the scientific backing. But it's interesting. And then you wouldn't feel guilty about um, using these experimental sort of medications and stuff on these dickheads that are just won't stop masturbating and are trying to assault everyone. So yeah, you'd be like, no, you can be the guinea pig, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna have like Christian groups and stuff like save the masturbators. Like this is unethical, and you're like, man, mm-hmm. fuck. I think they need weed as well. Everyone needs a lot of weed. <laughs> but it's funny you say these studies about the ingredients calming you down and shit. Like, I'm yeah. sure Bone Thugs said back in the 90s, like, weed keeps you at ease. Like, they'd yeah. already done the, done the work. <laughs> and uh, one other point on that. I'm not sure that there's a better word in English. Put it up to your temple. Blow your brains out, die. Yeah. I don't think there's a better word in the English language <laughs> than uh, cannabinoids. So. Um yeah, no, but that's good. I, I like your evolving drug policy. I'd like to see you maybe in front of a Senate inquiry or something sometime soon, but um, you'll like this. Uh, from what I could put together, reading a bit of stuff, in Scandinavia, there's a government agency that regulates and informs the public about mushrooms, psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, fuck yeah. And which ones are good to have and which ones aren't. Because it comes from their history as well. They've always been doing mushrooms, right? Like yeah. for thousands of years? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know for sure, but it sounds right. Like they, they put it in Vikings, that yeah. show on HBO or whatever it is, oh, or really? FX, or I can't remember. <laughs> I can imagine these metal bands fucking going around foraging yeah. for fucking truffling or whatever it's called. Uh, oh, dude, mushrooms are good for yeah. you. You just gotta, it's sort of like, it's sort of like we need more shamans around the place to help guide people through those sort of experiences chasing boars and picking mushrooms (laughs) fuck that sounds good well that's that's, I mean if you don't mind if I can relate that to something else that that sounds good compared to you know we're talking about madness and everything like this and uh, you know sometimes I I feel on the edge a bit and stuff like that I'm pretty sane but you know sometimes sometimes we've been keeping it together yeah I've been keeping it together (laughs) even though yeah well that'll come out in the wash but okay this happens to me within three minutes this afternoon right I'm walking through the pedestrian tunnel uh, I see a homeless person because I feel bad for them usually so I get my money out and I saw her there earlier and she's like this Miss Marple driving Miss Daisy looking like old woman nice dress though not like bum homeless dressed and I'm like oh that's so sad and I've been feeling like a bit of a cunt for my views and stuff recently so I'm like oh I'll do a charitable act and stuff and so I pull out <coughs> my wallet and I start getting my money out as I walk towards her and she starts looking at me and I get closer and realize that she's not homeless at all. She doesn't have any hat or any little box for me to put money in. And instead, she's selling something, but I can't stop and look at it because she's, like, staring at me. And it was like, I only wanted to give money from her because I felt bad and <laughs> thought she was homeless. But she's selling some weird little thing, and I don't have time to look. And she's looking right at me. And it was just so awkward. I just put my money back in the wallet and get walking. <laughs> so that happens first, right? Oh, that's awesome. That happens first. Then I walk up instantly out of the stairs, and I see this sad fat old person selling the big issue with russell brand's face on it saying brand power and i'm like oh fuck you <laughs> fuck you that cuts me so much and then have to wait for my bus and while i'm waiting for my bus as like the surrounding environments is like four sus like local and refugee looking sus looking guys staring through the window of the 7-eleven where the bus stop is just staring. from the inside no from the outside <laughs> and i'm waiting with the bus outside staring inside at this chick like slowly making a slurpee <laughs> like, this teenage girl like using like taking her time like getting some from one flavor and the others and then just like four of them just staring at her <laughs> while i'm waiting for the bus so this happens in a space of three minutes and how are we meant to in- maybe they were just making sure she wasn't wheezing the juice wheezing it's <laughs> wheezing the juice it's out of it with paulie show being the wit is so yeah <laughs> 
Well, Paulie, yeah. I guess he was weaseling the juice, but he says wheezing the juice in it. Well, the point was that Paulie Shaw, I had a Paulie Shaw level, and of I was implying that if they are, if they were those tur- tourist-looking folk, or how did you put it, uh, I, refugee kind yeah, of that people, was, that's not much better. Then they probably were keeping an eye on the um, on the Seven Eleven for real. <laughs> what to make sure I didn't get robbed? Or? They were probably just on a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> four of them. They didn't need four of them. Though. And they're all different dudes. There were some local guys too. But Splitting the workload. <laughs> anyway, the point of this isn't to have a go at our, our poor refugee perv community. Sorry, uh, racist ripping fuck. Yeah, that's... Dirty. It's pretty offensive. <laughs> As a man of Indian extraction myself, I find that quite <laughs> offensive. But um, I'm just saying that humans aren't meant to... No, don't read too deeply into what I said. My, my general point was that that level of stimuli in such a short in that urban stimuli like our brains are meant to be able to deal with like panthers coming out at us and shit like that right they're not meant to have to process fucking russell brand being sold by a homeless guy with his fucking little jesus looking face on side and oh man now just i don't know yeah. Drives me to the brink of sanity. I was hoping you were going to give two bucks to the big issue guy, personally. Uh, <laughs> I should have, because I didn't give it to the fucking driving mistake. Even if you don't it. take the paper, like, no, nah, mate, don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keep the change. Keep your fucking Russell Brand magazine. <laughs> but anyway, that's... But no, that was a, a weird twist of events or whatever. Yeah. Get mindfucked by the first one, sort of mm. ignore the second thing, and then there's this... I just have to sort of sit there with the last one and just observe. Yeah, that was like a Picasso, the yeah. last bit. <laughs> can I get a witness? That's all, I, all I can be is a witness to history sometimes. So that's what I'm going to say. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, that's that. <laughs> uh, thinking about the conversation we had last week about music and all that at the start, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I, think, I believe I heard it somewhere else, uh, maybe from... Jizza in a discussion he was having with Neil deGrasse Tyson like oh, yeah. from the Wu-Tang um, but basically he was saying it about rap music mm-hmm. but I thought it applied to music in general uh-huh. um, that there's sort of always party revolution and insight music there's sort of always sure. those three types of music he was saying it applies to hip hop mainly the party revelation and insight uh, party revolution revolution and insight music so and I think that applies to all music rather than just like heaps of genres or at least music with lyrics yeah um, but hip hop does sort of display it in the biggest way I guess how you can just have the yeah I'm getting fucked at the club and all this I kind know. of shit and then you can have the revolution type shit like Immortal Technique and that trying to like paint these issues or public enemies sort of bringing that you know yeah. African American stuff to the forefront mm-hmm. in a in a way that reaches a bigger audience you know or dead prayers or and then you got insight kind of music which is probably more the Wu Tang and the Jizza and the Rizza sure. trying to explain what consciousness is and how it applies to God and all that all those sort of things mm-hmm. and they all exist within hip hop it just depends what the mentality of what people kind of like at the time is yeah. And it just seems more and more these days that everyone's just into the party shit. Totally. Yeah. And the only group that I can think of that fulfills all three of those, on, sometimes on the same album, is a Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling that we gotta change the world. <laughs> that sort of stuff. But I- With my lamps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the boys, they want to sex me. <laughs> What's the line I always get wrong from that Fergie song? It's like, um... Uh, jet plane. Yeah, something on a jet plane. Or whatever it is. In Glamorous. 
the plus, the plus. What's the real one? That's a jet plane up in the sky or something, I think. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Maybe it was just yeah. chat plane or something. Yeah, on a chat plane. <laughs> well, on that note, actually, I, that is very interesting. I was thinking about, um, I was reading a bit about Cat Stevens recently, who you'll be familiar with. Oh, I'm on a shit plane. <laughs> shit plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's jet plane, but um, Cat Stevens, who you will know from um, Chat Stevens, who I believe is the name we've used for some online games and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got a Chat Stevens account. Yeah, Chat Stevens, uh, but the original Cat Stevens, who I suppose you'd be like he'd be inside music I was thinking another category could be like reflective but that that passes for insight so yeah, like kind of like Bob Dylan kind yeah, of shit yeah yeah um, but uh, I was reading about sort of how people make some of that music and you know he played bits and pieces that tried to go after a certain sound when he was in his early 20s in like swinging London and he was having a bit of success but not really doing stuff that he wanted to and um then he got hit down in like 1968 like ravaged by really bad tuberculosis mm. and was in the hospital for ages right and reflected on his life and stuff and, that, and came out and wrote 40 songs, like 40 of my <laughs> famous songs, straight after getting out of hospital from the tuberculosis. It's like 50 Cent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is a bit like 50 Cent, except 50 Cent's more... Oh, he's inside music too, I guess. Oh, into clubs probably a bit. And what, Jimi Hendrix would be like a revolution of party music. <laughs> yeah, well, in the 60s it was all like... That was, that party was, revolution. Yeah, yeah, which had its own insight. Like Wood, <laughs> Woodstock is those three combined and mainlined into your fucking vein. <laughs> Whereas Woodstock 99 was more like destruction, Limp Bizkit music. But yeah, so I thought that was, that was kind of a bit of genius from the genius himself speaking to another genius in Neil deGrasse Tyson and um, it, I thought it applied even, even further than he was saying because he was applying it to hip-hop but i think that transcends that argument and just applies to music in general unless you start going back to orchestral or instrumentals where it's getting harder and harder to define what the purpose of it was in the first place but that classical which i'm not totally up on but it's like it's almost funded by the the royalty and that in the first it gives a composer a way to make brilliant music Mm. but it's still um I don't know, that's on a yeah. level that I'm not quite at. Like, I can respect it's almost like a church music. choir, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of inspired by... Okay, well, I'd say in church music has its own thing, and I guess that was inspired by, like, this aspiration towards God and, like, you know, particularly the Catholic Church and everything like that. And I suppose once you get into what we know as classical music, like Beethoven and the rest like that, it's sort of aspiring to the ideals of the Enlightenment that was happening around it, sort of, you True, know? Yeah. Like, the evolution from sort of church hymns and that sort of divine music onto this new thing that sort of to our untrained ear it sounds like all the same shit. yeah trying to represent it yeah emotionally through music kind of or like that the way that it inspires emotion in that and wagner i was reading about his ring cycle the other day and basically he wanted to do opera about the whole like you know um uh norse mythology and everything like that um and he wrote a thing about like nordic mythology yeah nordic yeah. mythology um and everything and but combined with the old greek tragedy and like italian opera and he tried to do it in the 1850s and wrote a thing i read a bit of to his friends saying like oh, i've tried to do this but you know the current structure isn't right for being able to do it i can't convey what i want so i spent 25 years developing the four kind of movements of the ring cycle <laughs> which kind of developed a whole, yeah no it became it, it developed a whole new kind of form of opera like a german oh, sort cool. of thing on it and i, I oh, like a new iteration of opera new, yeah yeah a new iteration okay cool still, because i knew that wagner or wagner was so much more recent than yeah yeah so he's more recent awesome. he yeah. was with the rise of germany and all that but um that's all i can really say and i just thought that was cool but i can't quite 
I'm not at Wagner's level yet. I'm only <laughs> I'm only at Hitler's level, you know. So. <laughs> or the Black Eyed Peas, whichever you think's worse. <laughs> well, while you just grab that for a second, I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk in a second. But um, I got I got another joke for you. I'm not too good at jokes, but um, uh, did you hear about the uh, the urine-loving Scotsman who walked into a bar? Can't say that I did, laddie. Yeah, he walked up to the bartender and was like, "Can I have a wee drink?" <laughs> okay, you're ready to be a dad. Oh. <laughs> no, that was that was a bit better. I don't want to bring a child into this hell, this hellish world. <laughs> have him fucking have to flee to Germany and shit. <laughs> I was at a um a family gathering, kind of recently, where we had like a lunch and everything, and uh, I for it was like kind of semi-extended family there and uh, some sort of second cousins and that and I I got ribs for lunch like pork ribs no. a full rack and I was like yeah gonna demolish it and I put my little they give you a beer or whatever even though it was just at this sort of RSL type place or maybe it was a a beach hotel I think hmm. and when I chucked it on it looked really cool and it was one of those bibs with all the indents in it so it looked kind of checkered but it's all white mm-hmm. and when I had it on it vaguely reminded me of the um, outfit in this Fallout Shelter game I've been playing on my phone. For and it's called the clergy outfit, and it looks like sort of this Pope outfit, right? Uh-huh. And when I put my ribs bib on, I was sitting to sort of this um, distant relative I don't see that often, and I was like, sure. "Oh, it looks like clergy," and I totally forgot that they're all Catholic or whatever. Ah. And he just sort of did this like, mm, and just sort of made this noise and just sort of looked the other way, and then I kind of remembered that they were Catholic, and I was like, "Ooh!" In my head, I was just like, "Ooh, it was blasphemous." Are they all wearing the <laughs> like same? calling my shitty ribs bib fucking like the clergy like clothing and shit? Like, yeah. Were they all wearing the same bib or just you? I know. I just got ribs. You know, other people got fish and chefs and people got all this different yeah. shit. So, but you were me the- and a couple of other people had them, but I got the ribs first. I think so. You were the Pope, sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hectic. That's I don't, I don't give a shit. And it wasn't that bad because there was no malice in it. But it was just like I was expecting, like ha ha, and then it yeah. was like, ooh, it's just dead. <laughs> it, it reminds me of when my dad's boss, who was like, came over. This was ages ago from him. He's like this super like strict, dour sort of Lutheran guy from Pittsburgh, right? So like, keep serious, straight laced American and. They were, you know, around at our place and having some beers or whatever. And I came down and I just, I must have been like 11 or 12 and just got a fresh new South Park shirt. <laughs> and it had like six dead Kennys on it. And I walked <laughs> Or out. like stabbed and shot. And oh, all the yeah, all, all like, oh. And like I walk out and this guy's like, oh, hello, hello, exchange pleasantries. And he's like, what you got there? And I'm like, oh, this is like, this Kenny and like he's on a show called South Park. And like a tooth- prostitute used his toothbrush and then he did that da, 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 and she gets stabbed. And I just started saying all this fucked up crazy shit. To one of your dad's mates? Yeah, no, not his mate. His, like, super strict Christian boss or whatever kind of thing who he was trying to impress. And my dad apparently told me later, just in the corner. Because I'm, like, 11 or 12, and this is the type of family that wouldn't let their fucking, you know, 16-year-old daughters watch The Simpsons or something. I'm, like, 11 or 12, like, gets eaten by the rat and then does, like, put his body up on the flagpole and like, saying this crazy shit. But you are the clergyman. I'm going to call you that from now on, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, it was it was kind of awkward, but in my inside, I was having a great time. You know, like, it wasn't that bad. I was I had this fucked up idea the other day as well that um, basically, and I'm sure probably someone's had it before, but I think that cosplay and all of that Comic Con shit, you know, sure. 
is basically and war reenactments are basically sure. the same thing. Larping and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so all those guys that are doing the civil civil war reenactments and all that kind of shit in America, they should all just um merge and just rock up at Comic Con every year so they can all dress up together. <laughs> I saw an ad for Comic Con. It's coming back here. I was on the back of a bus, and it was like unleash your inner geek. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't mind maybe going to see a couple of stores and stuff, but it just seems like such a hectic thing when you go to a festival that gets like so many people to it. Can we put the contemporary actual army in there? Because that's sort of cosplay. Too, maybe right? we'll get a hard drive recorder and we can go and do a live cast from Comic Con. <laughs> oh man, we can take acid first. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, is that Iron Man? I have to be paid. <laughs> if Comic Con will sponsor us to go there and pay it out, then I'll do that. But I don't think I could stand that. All these fucking Pikachu motherfuckers. I don't know. Oh, don't get me started. So we're up, we're up for it. Yeah. Don't get me started. A tab each and Comic Con. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> I'd rather fucking go to Syria than fucking Comic Con right now, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, if you get us tickets to either, we'll see if we can check it out. Oh, the other stupid and slightly offensive thought I had mm-hmm. uh, was that and it's kind of undeniable but people aren't going to like it mm-hmm. maybe but I'll be the judge of that trans transgenderism is unwittingly and then I had in brackets all wittingly <laughs> the first step of transhumanism yeah. like cyborgs and genetically engineered humans and all that kind of stuff so um, whether they whether they like it or not, they are doing this stuff that's modifying a body into a form that's neither male or female. It's a representation that humans think is pretty cool. Mm. And then, you know, they're already doing that shit. So when people start complaining about putting the chips in and doing all this other stuff, and just remember, people are already chopping their dicks off and yeah. doing all this cool body mod shit anyway, so... Dicks out. It's already become... <laughs> Dicks out, chips in, G's up, post down. The conspiracy theorists are going to go nuts. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> it's funny you should mention this, because I alluded earlier to being sort of angry and stuff, and the, part of the reason is why is... Because I'm reading super heavy shit at the same time that I'm immersed in this bullshit kind of shallow pop culture. I've been, dip- <laughs> I've been dipping into Edward Gibbon's Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, right? And I won't go deep into it, but there's parallels to our day here and sort of you know the the general most people have a basic understanding of the Roman thing is that they they rose by being heaps strong and then because they were so rich and great they sort of decayed morally and stuff and everything like that and succumbed to luxury and laziness and everything and allowed themselves to be overrun and uh, what you know there's some interesting yeah parallels. they'd rather have the lead in the um in the, in the past. and <laughs> not only that but this is what it says and this was written in the 1700s this is Gibbons writing about it we may observe that the use and value of those effeminate slaves, eunuchs, gradually rose with the decline of empire. So if you compare that to sort of the rise of transgender politics now, it means we're, li- we're living through the decline of the empire. Same thing, <laughs> same thing happened before. That's bad news, America. It's bad news for everyone, except the transgender. They're having a, <laughs> they're having a whale of time. Like. <laughs> they're getting on it, so you know, I, can't, I can't argue with Stella getting a groove back so to speak but it's going to be a brave new world for a brave new girl hmm. the history will be like the past only more 
<laughs> Would you consider becoming a girl? No, I, I see that parallel. I think also some people might find it offensive. But oh, totally, yeah. We're not, um, I'm we're not pushing it solely for yeah. that. We find it quite... Inter- yeah. I find it entertaining anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a fun, cool parallel. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm past the point of caring about being offensive, but I'm yeah. not going to be for the sake of it because this is about intellectual discussion. No, that's, that's fucking cool. But I take so it, they, <laughs> it, but you're, you're like transgender. It's because they run... It's because there's such a... Div- almost like... Sorry, if I'm just... um speaking shit but it's almost like the divide of the elite versus the people in that sense rules out so much of the masses for the elite people to be able to fuck that they need they need these new new like genetically engineered sex slaves Hmm. for them to just like you know it's a eunuch as well so they have no drive all they're there for is for their little boss to do whatever and you know i guess there's more self self Involved in our day, which is cool, and you know there is that positive side to it, where it's trying to empower people, blah blah blah. But I know back strange. in Roman days, that's psycho. That's just straight up eunuch. Like. Yeah, which is sort of like the equivalent. It's, I mean, I'm not an expert on this, but you know, I, yeah, okay, it's going to offend people either way. But in, okay, to explain it better without being offensive, what I mean is that at those periods in their civilization, they felt more comfortable in exploring sort of novel kind of sexual ways and attitudes rather than a society that's going to be conquering and stuff, which is going to have a lot more discipline and stricter. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get so relaxed that yeah, you, we get yeah, relaxed you start looking at all the new ways of doing shit. And yeah. Like look it's at, sort of like how all the first world countries seem to get to a level where they progress, but then the population rate falls off. And yeah, and then we get invaded by Muslims. Yeah, you get... <laughs> you get comfortable, yeah. Well, yeah, you run out of votes and then you need fucking a bunch of people that really like you because you let yeah. them in to come and vote I for don't, you. I just, <laughs> if you want to play that conspiracy bullshit side of it or whatever. My problem is I always was bookish and like always thought you could get a better idea in understanding the world the more you read. But I've come to the conclusion some of the most intellectual, well-read people are some of the biggest fucking idiots in the world. Yeah, and straight up bigots and shit. <laughs> well, bigots, ideologues, fucking this and that, but... Oh. Whatever, not enough politics is doing my head in. <laughs> so I've been reading that and fucking listening to World War One podcasts about all these people dying and then like <laughs> flicking through Facebook and it's like, check out this hilarious Taylor Swift parody. And <laughs> so I, these, these two things are, that tension sort of destroying my mind and Mike is the therapist, so. I guess just try not to let it distract you. I know what you mean, but I watched a World War Two statistics video the other day, which was mm-hmm. just doing all the death tolls and trying to put them on a graph and kept like making the screen way bigger and yeah. had to like add Russia and stuff yeah. like that and, like oh my god um, but yeah that that was kind of kind of freaky but just don't dwell on it it's cool um, it's cool seeing that shit sometimes it keeps you keeps you grounded in context with that bad lip reading and all this nonsense kind of Creed Shreds videos and shit you know like yeah I don't know my down now I'm just overstimulated I think <laughs> That's well, enough of that. In terms of that uh, sort of that trans stuff, I watched like a what? Sorry, the LGBT move, movement or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I, I watched a current affair. Maybe it was current affair. I'm not sure. Sixty minutes, some shit like that, on a a lady that went through the transformation to become a man as well and had a child in some stage of it as well. I think when she was in her transformation, and then. It kind of opened me up to it a lot as well. It was like a really quite moving personal story. But it just sort of... It also seemed to highlight... Because I think we should support anyone that wants to do anything like that. 
at the end of the day. I do think we should support the individual and look at all of their rights and if they want to do it, man, so be it. Like, you know, I'm up for positivity. If it's something that they feel is going to help their life, then totally go for it. The only one thing that just kept coming up in the documentary, though, just seemed to be the the confusion that just seemed to be inherent to these stories or whatever. And it just seems mm. like they're really not sure. And like a lot of people are confused or about a lot of things. And it just seems like if you're super confused, this thing seems like this is an know, avenue. Yeah. Like, Oh, maybe I am a, a girl in a guy's body and these sort of things. It seems like, yes, we should support them. But like it gets to a level where people then start saying freaky shit because this c- is because of an agenda or something. But, <laughs> it got to a weird point I think I might have had this conversation off air with you sometime mm. where I was thinking well if that's cool and like we want to just be like positive for everyone and we can have adoption for anyone that seems good with police checks and all that kind of shit <laughs> and like anyone should be able to have IVF and this to help them have a child if they're yeah. having trouble then I think at the end of the day I should be allowed to take my genetic material yeah, and then Put, put, put it in a test tube and then get like a, a donor egg and strip the DNA out of it and just make a direct clone of myself and raise it as my own little me child like yeah yeah dog little doe and just be like yeah just pimp, pimping out little doe and just giving him all the dope knowledge and shit and they're like whose kid is that and it's like no that's me man that's me <laughs> so the egg doesn't have any of the woman's genetics. and you've got to support me too I'm supporting you so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll support, I'll support you. you guys. I want you to all be happy, but just remember when this cloning shit takes off, I'm getting a little dough baby. So. Uh, I wouldn't count on that. All these LGBT guys, <laughs> they throw each other under the bus each time they have to. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I understand what you mean. Like, It's hard to get angry at people for making sort of individual choices about their sexuality because yeah. that's what our society is. Yeah, is anyone get, should be able to do this shit if it's out of fucking love and shit. That, Who cares? Know, like, there are demographic and sort of sexual But if you're some old fucking conniving freak that's like sort of a vaguely veiled straight dude that has bi intentions that are all fucked up in the in the dark and shit. Bruce Jenner. Yeah, and then is trying to make other people become transgender so that they can fill your fucked up fantasy, then you're a complete cunt. You know, like you're trying to confuse people into doing something fucked up and confusing. But I have no problem with people coming to those conclusions on their own and for, like, you know, the right reasons. But if, if there is some <laughs> some potential puppet masters... Because it's all very complex. There's always It's always going to be quite the natural idea and it is good. But then there is going to be one-off circumstances where there's these people doing fucked up shit like that, you know? There could be one or two people that have know. done that to someone, you know? Like, nah, maybe you're just a guy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like we said, everything old is new again. Those fucking people like Ariel Castro and that fucked up Austrian dude exist, you know? Weird shit fucking exists. I know, and like I was saying, everything old is new again, but the media messaging is just a wild card joker in the pack about how it works this time, like the sort of messages it's sending out and stuff. It is nice to think everyone will come to that conclusion themselves. (laughs) Um, I know my path to Buddhism is definitely very much a personal journey okay yeah you want to go up not down yeah i left hinduism because i just love big Macs so much (laughs) (laughs) but i take your point but fuck fuck politics right now it's it's still in my head but you're on board though i'm getting the little clone baby i'm on board oh the clone baby the clone baby sorry you're interrupting so 
It's 100% your genetic material. Yeah, totes. <laughs> Do you, like, dress it the same as you? Like you would a fucking little twins and shit kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little striped polo shirt? There's this doped out little doe baby, and then they're like, oh, he's swearing and stuff, and it's like, it's cool, I swear. <laughs> No, that's how I talk. It's fun. So he does but I guess you can't do that as a parent and all this kind of shit, but it, it brings up those kind of weird, like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Because it is you. <laughs> you know what would be fucked? That, that makes, it just strikes me as, well, okay, that's obviously fucked up having 100% of your genetic material <laughs> in this child, right? But you know how it's normally 50-50. What if through genetic testing they can change it so you get other proportions? So it's like 80% of you, but like a little bit of the chick. <laughs> like, no, I don't, I don't want too much of that. You can sort of achieve. Like the couples could go just in, for the eyes and the smile. Yeah, the couples could go in together and they do it up on like a little identity kit, like where the police have to catch rapists and stuff. Like. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like you could go for both genders, obviously. Which <laughs> it brought up that. What, are I, you going to make your child into sex? <laughs> no, no, no. But it was a funny thing I saw randomly the other day that I'd never thought of before but makes perfect sense is that mm-hmm. um, even the word hermaphrodite is the mashup of Hermes and Aphrodite so it's like God and it's male and female is it really? yeah you're just making that hermaphrodite Herm- yeah, I yeah it's Hermes and Aphrodite yeah. it is actually Hermes <laughs> and Aphrodite <laughs> fuck that's crazy like it basically is hermaphrodite like Herm- when, yeah hermaphrodite like Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, that's that sounds like one of those back in the nineties pre internet rumors like oh, um, Richard Gears gerbil and shit. Oh, that was early stuff. <laughs> the weirdest one, I don't think I mentioned oh, it was G Fuck, a friend telling us that Jay Z had a Coke shaped uh, oh, co- Pepsi bottle. Coke shaped like a Pepsi bottle. And then like <laughs> ten years later I read like groupie testimonies and they're like, Jay Z's so big, it sticks like the shape of a Pepsi bottle. Oh, right. And he got that 10 years early. So. I hope Gareth hasn't been on the internet again. Oh, he just dropped his name. <laughs> oh, shit. Might have to bleep that shit. Oh, uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Isn't he Garth anyway? Like Wayne and Garth? Garth, yeah, Wayne and Garth. His party's found but, um, I'll let you... I know you've got a feature and stuff in a second, but uh, we were talking about rap earlier. Yeah. One of the sort of biggest sour grapes, weak boast things I've seen is, like, these white supremacists saying, like, oh, black culture didn't achieve anything and stuff, right? And then someone's like, oh, what about, like, in music and stuff? And they're like, they didn't even invent rap. It's taken from their old Scottish slave masters who used to have, like, insult jewels. <laughs> apparently it was a Scottish tradition to, like, verbally, rhythmically insult each other and therefore blacks just stole hip-hop from that <laughs> and therefore like you know we should credit the scots with all those achievements and i'm like i don't know i would word it that way but it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty there, weak there thought. is older tradition of um of rhythmic and you know like syncopated insults sure. that rhyme and shit and then oh. having back and forth so it is basically rap battling oh, i complaining the dozens laddie but at the same time that's like every time music gets to that next level it transcends the old one so it's like the way that Guns N' Roses stole Australian Crawl song and yeah. then made it into a, a better song. Because, like, like, I think, like, yeah, I like Sweet Child of Mine better, mm-hmm. but they still definitely ripped off this other song pretty much to make this awesome song. So, I don't know, it's sort of transcended it in a way, but it's almost like Aussie Crawl being so close to them in the years that they were around maybe got a bit fucked, but... With, with that sort of Scottish to the recent 
rap movement. Yeah. I think it is more of a transcendent thing. Like it's become something far. Oh, well, I don't know about superior because it's all about the context you're in, and if you were living then that shit would have been fucking dope being in a Viking rap battle, you know. But yeah. but no, now I think, I think it has transcended. I don't think it. you can yeah. credit hip hop as that inventing hip hop because they like oversaw the slaves that eventually invented hip hop. No, that's what, I was shooting it down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were holding it up. Oh, no. Fuck you. Yeah. Fucking Nazi. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay, I take your point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it has it's totally transcended that Viking era stuff, and I think it was a big enough gap between them as well that it yeah. is a legitimate kind of new invention or hmm. new idea because so much time's fucking passed since that. I, I was trying to think whether you were right in that stuff. If it builds on something, it transcends it, and I'm like, well, you know, it can and it can't. Yeah, it can be a fucking hack. I was like, is Crazy Frog's Axel F theme better than Beverly Hills Cop theme? No, you know? no, that's fucking hacky and shit. <laughs> but if you're if you're a kid that grew up on all that Crazy so, Frog shit, ding, ding, and then you hear the original, you may, oh, fuck, I don't want some fucking thing that sounds like this '80s version of that awesome Crazy Frog song. There was a homeless guy playing that on the synthesizer, like a little keyboard, in the pedestrian tunnel the other day, just with the like Casio, like. Like beat on <laughs> and him doing dun, 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 and then straight away he did like a few bars of it and went into jump by Van Halen just on the same beat guy. Fuck, I should give him some money. He was entertaining the other time. Fuck yeah, that guy sounds dope. Totally. <laughs> totally. I was thinking as well last week when I was editing the cast, uh, the bit that we were talking about music with how you were mentioning how Dave or, or Dash introduced you to uh, dance music sure. and all that stuff and I kind of got on this other tangent about how I had these immature views and about music and stuff but no I had this like <laughs> it made me think I had this cool drive with with Dash in Canada sometime from I think it was Revelstoke or maybe from Red Mountain to Revelstoke so there was a couple of hours worth of driving and burning down across this cool car ferry and all this quite cool scenery and stuff and we listened to the it was like a Tomorrowland after after video or something like that that they put on YouTube after Tomorrowland's been on every year and mm. we had this kind of cool uh, dance soundtrack just pumping while we were burning down to the um to the ferry wharf to try and make it across to get to Revelstoke and um we were running a little bit late it seemed but we uh we managed to pump it heaps and beat the GPS's estimated arrival time by like 15 minutes or 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes and then we made it down to the uh, the ferry wharf in time it was pretty sick good scenery but yeah the dance music did make it a uh, quite <laughs> quite an exciting drive at times as well well I find dance music yeah it gels in your head with like certain sort of memories and stuff so if you're driving through this sweet landscape and shit like yeah. that but yeah, it was good for the picturesque yeah. kind of mountain views and snow-capped mountains. I wouldn't on, on sitting in traffic on Cleveland Street or whatever. <laughs> that. A lot of people do. A lot of people love it. <laughs> well, the other uh, the other day, I don't want to make this fucking Doe's Dream Show or whatever the fuck, but oh, I every now and then I have 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 one that's sort of you know maybe worth telling you. So, and they may go blank for a number of months, and this shit won't happen too much anymore. But. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the other day I had this dream I was on a, a jumbo jet yeah and I was on kind of the exit row where you've got a bunch of room in front of you but I was lying in front of my dad's kind of feet he was on the exit row mm-hmm. and I was lying down in front of all their feet <clears throat> sort of in the open space and my chair was supposedly 
against the wall, sort of with your back to the side of the airplane, like an old, right. like an old bus in New yep, South yep. Wales. Yep. And uh, my, my seat wouldn't fold down; it was all broken, so it was just folded up against the wall under the window, and I was lying down against the wall with my right arm hooked through the seatbelt. Yeah. Like, just being like, oh, and it was heaps of turbulence. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is so sketchy. I don't have this proper seat. And I'm just hooked in with um, with my arm in the seatbelt. And it was getting really weird. <laughs> the seatbelt wouldn't work. And then the seat ripped off the wall from the turbulence. Fuck. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I've got nowhere to attach this seatbelt to now. So I crawled through the turbulence to find a free seat just down. And I ended up in sort of in sort of the aisle against the wall but I was able to get down as if there's a gap between the seats on the Sweet. edge yeah. of the plane which there isn't but it was just this cool <laughs> shit um, so I'm, I'm crawling down there and then I try to start watching from this sort of gap in a in a row of seats that I get to the in-flight movie screen sure and, uh, why, di- not watch, why not see a movie while you're crammed out? Yeah, yeah. and it, obviously the in-flight movie screen is, is facing the side of the plane for me to watch. So I'm like hanging and I get to this free seat and I sit down and then I see this old dealer that I used to yeah. used to know, right, from school. And um, he's he comes over to me and sits next to me and he spills all this yellowish pink shit all over himself in his lap. Fuck. And then, like, ounces of it. And then, like, starts starts freaking out. And this air marshal starts coming over, right? Mm. And he tries to put the rest of the leaking bag into my lap and pocket and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. And, like, instantly I know it's heroin. I don't know oh, whether that would be that colour at all. But just in my mind, I'm like, oh, shit. You know it's, it's heroin. heroin. You know it's fucking gear. <laughs> and it's a bit on my leg, right? like a bit of powder and shit on my leg and I'm in this new seat now and I'm away from my dad and oh shit what's going to happen and <laughs> and I ended up getting comforted by uh, other passengers like sticking up for me and shit like mm-hmm. oh no nah, no nah, it wasn't his we saw him try and put that shit in his pocket and like the old dealer friend of mine had all this fucking shit all over him and like you know ounces of it in his lap so I was like yeah it's totally this guy's <laughs> um, so after the ordeal with the, the heroin spilling in the lap and shit is all done right yep like, the deal is gone and shit. I'm just sitting there and there's this free seat next to me, right? Yeah. So I'm just chill. <laughs> My dealer friend comes back, like, after this, all this shit's gone down. Like, he should have been busted or something. But he comes back and he's like, ah, he's in, like, good spirits, right? Yeah. And he gives me an ounce or two of this really stinky weed. And it's just in, like, a lunch satchel. So I'm like, oh, fuck. And I put it into the breast of my jacket pocket and start to worry about the smell because it fucking reeks. And then the dealer starts loudly taunting about how much the weed smells. So I'm like, oh, dude, it fucking reeks, it fucking reeks. And then um, I fucking start to get paranoid at that and go to find a seat away from him because like, it's like, oh, this guy's sussing me out again and again. Yeah. And then, um, but I didn't. So you've got the weight? But I kept the weight this time, right? Like, I'm like, heroin's bad, but I'll keep the sticky weight. And then, at this point, it feels like I've been on the plane for, like, this really fucking long time, like, to the UK or something hectic like that. And I look out the window, (laughs) and it's, it feels like something's sort of been wrong about the flight. And then, the clouds outside the window start to look like sea foam. And I'm like, oh, that's fucked out. And as I started to consider whether we were actually flying through volcanic ash or something like this, it looked like dirty bubbles and stuff. It was like really weird. And we passed through this this bit and someone just yelled out of nowhere, it's a train, oh my God. I'm just like, oh shit, what the fuck? And it, it was like, it felt like we were like escaping a war or something totally weird. And 
the cloud dirt bubbles are just outside and then through all that shit as it like gets through the this fucking weird shit it gets through and it's like a brown mountain peak appears like far enough to consider but not to really avoid right like oh right. shit there's a mountain coming up and i hear someone else yell pull up pull up and then we crash right but at that moment when we crash i close my eyes at the point of impact and when I open them, I'm on this smaller plane, right? <laughs> and I'm on this, um, uh, this small plane, shit. sitting behind this Jamaican pilot with sure. a headset on, like it's this tiny plane kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought we were dead. And he's like, I thought we were dead when we hit that mountain. And he's like, oh, we crushed, but I've made a water landing. <laughs> oh shit! Like we're like in the water. <laughs> and then he's this Jamaican dude, and he's like telling me when. Um, when we open the window to get out fast because the planes get to sink really quick and all this shit and um, sure. so as soon as he opens it I jump out like in this perfect jump into a dive but with my suitcase and all nice. this shit like yeah and swim over to this near, nearby GTA like Grand Theft Auto style ladder out of the water was the plane in the water when you switched to the smaller plane like, oh like came <sighs> out of that dream like as if we crashed and yeah, then yeah. it's like oh we just crashed like, landed but I did water. a water landing yeah. alright yeah. so then, you get to the GTA like jump out with my suitcase and shit swim across to this Grand Theft Auto style ladder coming mm. out of this ravine sort of like Venice style or sure. Caribbean ravine you know like <laughs> <Right. laughs> climb up this fucking ladder <laughs> and then somehow he's crash landed this plane yeah into sure. this Venetian type canal in the Caribbean mm. <laughs> the wet jeans and shoes and all that shit like felt really real when I was swimming yeah. I was like, oh I'm kind yeah, of sick heaviness, yeah. it's really hard so I'm pulling myself up the ladder and as I begin to walk to my hotel I overhear tourists talk about having the same crash landing experience right and how it happens more these days and um, <laughs> the vague feeling of the UK plane trip with all that drug shit and weird shit sure. in it um, like the end of the world drug bust plane crash was like this faint memory and it's like we just fled to the Caribbean from some global conflict and um, to try and it's like we were trying to like, go to paradise until the world was over type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, so that would explain why the island felt like this raging party because like we got there and it seems like it's only members are like accepted like the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio like you get there in this cool plane crash uh, it's like you know. and you just go to it was such a retarded dream yeah it was fucked. <laughs> And then, uh, like, so it just ended like with me sort of en route to my cool hotel in paradise or whatever yeah. after being on two plane crashes. <laughs> Can you hear it, Colin? <laughs> You're arriving on this. Man, I don't know what I don't know what to say about that. Like, we have to go die in paradise. It must be your Nordic gene speaking. I think <laughs> it's your the Valhalla, a Southeast Asian Valhalla. I think the the good bits about it were the um looking out the window of the thing seeing these dirty soap bubbles in the sky that are sort of like going past the windows instead of clouds and then I'm hearing someone yell oh my god it's a train was there a train anywhere? <laughs> it just made it feel like we were close to the ground or something you but... always have these transport type things you've mentioned before about <laughs> a certain freeway incident on the Gold Coast in a dream that's <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago crossing a river down the street and everything <laughs> oh yeah that was messed up I like those dreams. I think I think they all give us something to ruminate on, and I think it was, it was definitely worked out. So, I guess the only thing I can really take from it is if um if the world's going to shit, try and find some cool paradise island and go there. Well, that's good advice. I think that we can all follow. But it's interesting while we're talking about that. Uh, I suppose psychic mental stuff. I was 
I was reading an article about Chinese comedy, and you know, there's a class being uh, taught by Zi here, and he refers to the Chinese scholar Lin Yu Tang introduced the word humor, transliterated as yumo, to the Chinese language, distinct from satire, wit, ridicule, and slapstick. In a famous 1934 essay, he defined humor as an attitude that emerges when those who are intelligent begin to be suspicious of human wisdom and begin to see human stupidity, self-contradiction, stubborn bias, and self-importance. <laughs> he saw humor as a civilizing force. Humor is funniness without feeling. Funniness is humor without feeling. <laughs> so I thought, that, I thought that was an interesting rumination on the nature of comedy. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty tight. It's pretty Chinese. <laughs> it's pretty Confucius. <laughs> <laughs> Confucius does say a lot of things, but yeah, I just thought that would be our other, our other, a sort of world culture segment because I don't have any. It's time for Africa. Today. It's true though. It's that yin yang kind of succinct and always uh, contradicting yourself kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, so inscrutable, <laughs> so inscrutable and mysterious. But fuck, oh yeah, that's oh actually, can I nominate? a knob of the week sort of thing yeah yeah fuck yeah you know how I said I was going to go to that festival of dangerous ideas yeah oh I fucked up and didn't go to it because I thought it was on Sunday (laughs) and I missed it right and my girlfriend only reminded me when it was like there was like 10 minutes to go on the actual performance this is with John Saffron and someone at the Opera House so I ring up the Opera House anyway and after a few rings it's like hello and you know how usually if you're making a line to like a movie thing it'd be like hello Kirsty or whatever it's like hello Sydney Opera House like sort of like smug and like sort of snotty and I'm like oh yeah I thought thought the day was tomorrow and I've got these tickets she's like oh no I just did this while I'm telling the story so I'm already a bit annoyed or whatever and then I'm like oh I wouldn't be able to like she's like sort of like mm-hmm. oh yes over the top of me while I'm saying it and then I'm like so I wouldn't be able to get like another show tomorrow or something like that and she's like no no like if you missed your plane at the airport you wouldn't just be able to get they wouldn't turn it back around to come and pick you up right <laughs> but she's sort of fucked and I'm like I didn't know what to say, say so I said quickly I was just like um oh actually it's in the airport they know me they'd send the plane back for me and she's like oh, oh it's just an analogy and, was, and I'm like oh you patronizing stuck up bitch oh my god so anyway I don't even care who you are like, oh. like I would have rather had someone who's like nah nah sorry sorry we're like, oh. in a fucking call center in India. <laughs> totally, totally. Vodafone or Virgin? You can You cannot have. I am sorry. You cannot have. I'm with Virgin. I'm with Virgin, and all the help people are Filipino, and they're brilliant. Yeah. they're really good. They're like, "Hello, hello, Mr. Rice. How are you? You're going out to this weekend?" Or she weaseled you by going along with it with all this patronizing bullshit. Like, oh, oh yes, I really feel for yeah, you. Yeah, the fa- this fake sympathy. Like, oh, oh, there's only five minutes of it left. But. You know that, and then the smuggest line is pretty fucking cool. That that chick's a boss, but she's a piece of shit. I know. It? I mean, you know, jokes on me. I missed the performance. Didn't get anything else. <laughs> she got to be a bit of an asshole in her job. So. <laughs> right in your fucking diary, motherfucker. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I was actually asleep at the time. Saturday afternoon. Oh, what was it? John John Safran got slept on. Yeah, John Safran got fucking slept on. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. I wish I could have been there. But that's about the sum of my day. I feel I feel good. It's like I've I've had a sort of cathartic experience. <laughs> just being able to chill around here on the Cones and Dosha. Oh, there was this cool um cool thing recently. Did you see it on the news? Uh, this Brazilian MMA fighter, this this lady, mm. uh, Monique Bastos. Yeah. 
Brazilian. Bas- yeah, basically it was um getting getting robbed by some guy. Yeah. And put a chokehold on this motherfucker and called the cops. That's <laughs> so awesome. Don't show me a picture of it now. <laughs> oh, that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> he's straight up. He's got. What's she got her legs around his he- his head? And so some one? guys rocked up to them apparently and wanted their phones on a motorcycle and like yeah, yeah tried to steal their phones and then she just um <laughs> looks like she got him in like a a triangle from yeah. behind on his neck and then it's just like holding the triangle there until the cops come <laughs> it's pretty awesome I thought that was a a fucking sweet positive kind of mixed martial arts slash UFC or whatever you want to call it story everybody wins out of this except for the guy getting the chokehold it's brought um, brought women like this this awesome protected kind of you know the ones that know this shit and then even people watching like I've learned a few a few (laughs) chokeholds from Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and shit just (laughs) from observing mixed martial arts and the more it can infiltrate everyone's mentality the more it's going to just fuck up people but hopefully it doesn't make people escalate to um yeah, weapons so and everything be, yeah, but an arms race especially in brazil i reckon the gangs are yeah. in the favelas they're like fuck so many people know mma we've got, <laughs> we got to get the ak's out and it's stuff such like a that. it's such a good story though this guy like That's tried to cool. rob some woman then she just puts his fucking chokehold on him she should have choked him out though <laughs> Still, she made sure the cameras were there. That's what it's oh, all about these day and age. Yeah, just get your mates to take pictures. Like, check out this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> hey, puta, puta. <laughs> oh, that's probably not Portuguese. That's a bit racist. <laughs> totally. Hey, fuck, marry, or kill Tina Turner, Hillary Clinton, and Barbara Streisand. Hillary, Barbara, and Tina Turner. Whew. Kill Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, f- fuck Barbara. <laughs> Marry Tina. <laughs> that's just because we have to pick something, right? Yeah. But that's probably about the only option. We <laughs> well, yeah, Hillary wouldn't like it. If you're gonna have to marry, okay, the main con <laughs> Barbara, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to have to come home to. See, with the, with this question, the main one you have to weigh up upon is marry, because the fucking and the killing can be over and done with pretty quickly. <laughs> That's what I've discovered about this game. So I think out of those, you'd have to say that Tina go Turner. Not but gotta give us some nutbush for sure. Yeah, that's probably my favourite jam of hers, I reckon. <laughs> my friend also sent me this this other link I'm not sure how solid the um, the science is but it seems like it's full on that uh, apparently just staring at someone else's eyes for a really long time mm. can give you the the same sort of psychedelic experience as um, some other drugs can as well like some people started tripping out and thinking they were seeing their own face in the other person's face and seeing a monster and I can say that, just all yeah. this weird stuff happening but <laughs> I don't know if I want it's almost like the lack of stuff changing just makes your brain want to change it <laughs> the lack of stuff changing makes your brain want to change like visually yeah if you just make it's like meditation in a way as well like some yeah. older forms of medica- meditation would have people staring at candlelight yeah and stuff fi- like well that, fire so. will do that you can yeah. stare at fire and shit like yeah but so it seems totally legit. Is this internet science, though, or real science? Uh, it says science alert, but it is dot com. Right. <laughs> Next random person I see in the street, I'm just going to stare into their eyes. See what <laughs> Maybe that's what Tom Cruise is doing. He's just tripping out on other oh, humans. Totally. Like, 
Dude, he probably, he's got like the best that Elrond Hobbit <sighs> has to offer. He's got some of the highest level Thetan clearances. Like, that's what those like icy blues can do. They can drill into yeah. you and stuff. He pierces into your soul, but then he gets such a fucking rush. I don't know. Whereas Mel Gibson, that's more like God's peering into his soul. <laughs> and that's why he acts the way he does. So Tom Cruise is looking into your soul. <laughs> Mel Gibson needs Cyclops glasses. <laughs> Fuck, about a week Just ago. Just the laser racist beams coming out. About a week ago, Mel Gibson nearly knocked out a photographer in Paddington or whatever. It's a movie or whatever, right? <laughs> Where he was there with his something like 27-year-old girlfriend <laughs> coming out and all this. And she's like, no, leave him though and he's like, ah, like swearing and shit fuck he's old school it's like some Errol Flynn shit and stuff fucking Mad Max <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, all that South Park shit with him like shitting all over Cartman's face at the end of the episode that was pretty brutal <laughs> all brave hearted up and shit fuck the guy's a maniac he got but pretty ripped but I kind of like um, I liked Apocalypto though <laughs> yeah I thought it, I thought it was really good too I thought it was such a it's weird, everyone frames him as a crazy racist, but I've never seen a movie that was um, from Hollywood, like a big budget thing, that was so immersive in like another culture sort of thing. Yeah, it was like a Hollywood version of... Thriller just of set a, in that world. Yeah. yeah. And like, I thought that was fresh. Of an international movie. Yeah. I guess like indie movie producers and shit would probably feel a bit ripped off, but I thought it was fucking tight. <laughs> I, th- I liked all the violence and shit as well, though, you know? I think people might consider him more racist, not so much because of that, but because they're yelling about Jews when getting pulled over drunk and everything by the side of the road. But yeah. Jews aren't even a race. <laughs> so obviously he was drunk and confused. <laughs> it's that God talking to him again. Fuck. He needs to meet up with Tom Cruise and fucking chill People out. just keep proving that alcohol bailed. Alcohol he should just bad. be smoking bongs, people, seriously. Yeah. Mel Gibson fucking toke up. <laughs> I'll sort you out if you want. You can tell stories, but you have to do it in character as Lethal Weapon 2. Maybe that's what Robert Downey Jr. was really saying. He was like, oh, I've been, I've been token up with Mel and he's ready to work again. <laughs> I hope so. I hope he's ready to work. Have you, um, you been working on any uh, music lately? I think... I don't know, I feel pretty good. It seems like we should probably wrap this bitch up, but... Yeah, we can wrap this bitch up like it's a fucking letter bomb delivered to the fucking British government in Belfast in 1981. We'll keep it nice and nice and tight this week, probably just around an hour, but... Around an hour. Hopefully um, we can keep pumping them out each week. You've been listening to the Cones and Doe Show. Hopefully you found this. We're up on SoundCloud. Yeah, you We're got live. Any, uh, any emails, send them to conesanddoe at gmail.com. So it's C-O-N-E-Z... A-N-D-D-O-H at gmail.com Send us any uh, any weird weird paranormal sightings. Yeah. Listen to us on SoundCloud. You know how all this cyber shit works. Um, I, I think I think we've basically summed up what we want to say. I think it's been good. I think it's been productive. And I want to thank all our listeners because it's cool if someone's listening to us sort of inane ramblings. Yeah, cheers guys. Especially if you've just picked us up by a random. It's um, It's impressive. <laughs> How about a deep house cut to finish? Tractor Boy. Tractor Boy? Tractor Boy. I'm down for some Tractor Boy. Everyone is down for the Tractor Boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, what is it? It's a, it's a Cones track, right? And it's a, what featuring <laughs> featuring Scott Grimes, kind of. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Drop that shit, DJ. It's been nice. See you next week. Yeah, man. I'll see you soon. Take it sleazy. Try not to try to stay out of the field a little while. Alright, give it the uh the Eiffel. Oh, <laughs> double Eiffel. Oh, imagine two Eiffel towers next to each other.
I don't know if when you're doing the Eiffel Tower, if you do the, um, oh, too slow, if the girl gets annoyed or not. I think the girl's already sort of in a bad mood. <laughs> Paris didn't like the Eiffel Tower when it was first erected, but that way. <laughs> Here's Tractor Boy. Alright, see you, Keynes. See you, though. Tractor Boy. Thank mm-hmm. you.